0: All right, man, you're ready to go. Welcome to Race Time Radio. You'll hear from the best in Canadian, U.S. racing this week. Grab a
1: cold one and stick around. All right, you're good. They've got to crank the wall in three. The Starter Tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio, and it starts right now. Here's your
0: host, Joe Chisholm. All right, buddy, you're
2: one. Keep everyone's one peace. And
3: good evening, one and all, all live tonight on Racetime Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And, of course, on Rev TV Canada. Every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Right nationally, right across Canada on Rev TV Canada. Are you enjoying the free look-in? Of course, Rev TV Canada is uh, view right till the end of the month. So anybody with a television, if you haven't checked out Rev TV Canada yet, you're going to want to do so. And trust me when I say you're a Short Track fan, you are absolutely going to love Rev TV Canada, and it's available to you on all the main providers right across Canada, including Kojiko, just added a little bit ago. Uh, so, welcome to all of you viewers, as well on the Performance PerformanceMotorsportNetwork.com, uh, down in the U.S. side of things, playing Race Time Radio a couple times a week, uh, to all of our listeners down that way. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. First, we haven't got Junior here tonight. He was at Peterborough yesterday. He did himself a little bit of a crash. Right in the grandstand, he was spotting for the forty-six of Lane Zardo yesterday, and uh, I guess his feet got hung up in a blanket uh, by you know someone sitting there with a blanket, and uh, consequently, Junior got his feet all tied up, got his head out ahead of his feet, and uh, consequently went down. And uh, he's a big boy, so trust me when I say uh, he is wounded. So he is okay, but uh, he's definitely got himself a real, real, real sore shoulder and uh, won't be allowed to come into the studio tonight. He's uh, just a little banged up and he's going to have to heal up. But uh, our thoughts are with him. And, uh, Junior, you get healed up. I know you're going to heal up nice and quick. you got lots to do at two speed there. Uh, let me tell you, we got coming on the show tonight. Have we got a barn burner lined up for you? The 54 of Danny Benedict started the season out with an APC win. Celebrated it right here on Race Time Radio with all of us. And Danny Benedict ended the season with another victory. He did it just yesterday at the 30th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Danny Benedict, the 54, goes to Victory Lane in the Electric City 167. Uh, And it was Danny that went to Victory Lane. He's going to join us right off the top of the show. Uh, then we're going to hear from how about the super stock winner they got a tradition at the autumn colors classic weekend with the Thundercare guys back in the day now moved into super stock it's a crown that they made up and it was the guys that raced the race uh, that thought hey we're going to come up with our own little stick on this they made a crown and it's been being circulated every year the winner Of that race at Autumn Colors, picks himself up the crown. They get it for the year. And getting the crown this year was Miles Tyson. He's never been on Race Time Radio. He drives the number 49 Superstock. He's going to join us tonight here in our number one. And we're looking forward to meeting uh, Miles and uh, getting his take on uh, the race that happened just yesterday at Peterborough Speedway. Of course, it was rained out, right, Uh, what, uh, a week ago. So all the feature events went yesterday at Peterborough Speedway. And, uh, man, it was a great day. I watched it on G-Force. And uh, a good day for all the competitors. Looked like a real good grandstand. And uh, it was a good day on all accounts. And they got all the features in. Uh, So the 30th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, officially in the record books. After miles, we're going to hear from a guy that went to Victory Lane last week. It was the Ontario Sportsman Series. Oh, the Ontario Modified Series, not Sportsman. The Ontario Modified Series. And Ricky Warrens goes to Victory Lane in the 90 car. You got to know, Rick has never won a feature. Not until last week. He won his first feature ever in his career. And his career spans back 42 years. So it just goes to prove, uh, if you're one of those drivers or support team or, uh, you you know, one of those teams that have always been out on that racetrack, always trying to get that victory, and it hasn't come yet, believe me when I say it can happen. And Rick Warrens is going to join the show tonight. He's going to tell you how he did it, and it took him a long time to get there. But it it, it definitely paid huge dividends for the 90 car, and Rick's going to join the show. Then we're going to get off to the west coast of Canada, out to Alberta, and we're going to bring in Kelly Admiral. We know Kelly as the smokehouse number eight, right? The pro-late model guy. Well, he wasn't in a pro-late model last weekend. He was in an RS1 Cup Series car. He went to Victory Lane at Penticton Speedway. There was double 100-lap races, and he got a second place in race number one. And then Kelly Admiral went out, and he won himself an RS1 Cup Series race. And he is going to join the show here tonight in hour two. We'll also catch up with another big-time winner. wasn't his first win of the year by any stretch, but Dave Bradley took his Outlaw Sprint car to victory lane at autumn colors classic weekend and he won himself a huge feature Uh, he's wanted to do it at Peterborough he did it his brother Mike went on to be the champion and uh, Dave is going to join us tonight it will be kind of a uh, we'll get the winner first and then we'll get the champion on next week Uh, Mike Bradley will join us next week but uh, tonight we got Dave Bradley coming at us Uh, And that's who we got in store for you tonight. We'll get you some updates from the Winchester 400. I got it on the monitor here. Uh, Good day for Cole Butcher fans on the East Coast of Canada. Cole doing us all proud down there at Winchester. Doing a great job. Kind of looks like he's making his way back to the front. Led like 300 laps. And uh, we'll get you up to date before the end of the show here. Uh, what do you say we get to that Zoom line, and we'll bring in that guy that went to Victory Lane just yesterday. He drives the 54 car in the Pro ProLate models, Danny Benedict. Starts the season on RTR. It's going to end on RTR. What's going on tonight there, Winter? How are you? I'm doing all right,
4: Joe. How are you guys doing?
3: Doing fantastic, man. Good race for you yesterday. You had the 50 core, uh, 54 car just hooked up and flying.
4: Yeah, it was definitely uh one of the best cars I've ever had at Peterborough. Uh the McCall guys really helped me out, uh, getting ready for the race and uh my dad and uh Graham Annis from GTA Fabrication, they went hard to work after Delaware. Uh we had quite a bit of work to do after after the little incident there, but uh you know, we thought about well, are we gonna go or are we not gonna go and then Kind of a couple days later, you know, as most racers do, they decide, no, I I want to race. So, yeah, let's put this thing back together. So uh, a lot of work went into it, and, uh, man, it was well worth it. I
3: would say paid dividends to get out in the shop and get that baby ready to go. It wouldn't look good sitting in the shop all wrecked for the winter anyway. Uh, You'd be trying stuff and putting it all back together going, God, I wish there was a way we could test this. But, uh, hey, that test is now done in victory lane uh that that was quite a race yesterday treyton lapsovich was in the zero for glenn Stiers. that's the fastest i've seen that zero car go all year man he was putting you through the paces
4: yeah absolutely uh treyton's a phenomenal race car driver i've always said that since uh since day one so uh didn't know exactly what he had for us you know he was kind of stalking us at the the first half of the race there and didn't know, you know, is he just not turning on yet or what's going on? Then he was able to get by me on a restart. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this will be his go time. We'll see what he's got. And we were able to get back to him and uh, roughed him up a little bit. Uh, first time, I'm going to say was an accident because I didn't, ex- I, I kind of hopped on the throttle a little bit quicker and he did and got into him a bit. But uh, no, we had some really good side by side racing. Uh, I got back past him. He crossed me over. Uh, and then I managed to snake my way back by him, but it was definitely a, a great race. He's, he's a great race car driver. And every time we get on the track together, you know, we have a lot of fun and, uh, he's it's very respectable young man. He, uh, was right over in victory lane shaking my hand right away. So, uh, it's a great family, great racing family and, uh, happy, happy we were able to uh, come out on top.
3: Well, you guys definitely put on a show, no doubt about it. Danny, 167 laps at Peterborough Speedway, that D-shaped third-mile speedway. Uh, looks like a lot of fun, but is it a lot of fun behind the wheel on that speedway, or does it sort of send you for fits? 167 laps is a distance.
4: Oh, absolutely, yeah. That uh, that track's definitely always been the hardest to get around. It's the hardest on your body because, you know, you always feel like you're constantly turning and, you know you're getting from end to end so quick that uh you know it definitely takes its toll and uh, even my buddy uh johnny morrison who ran the super stock race he's pretty sore today he's he's in my basement right now kind of curled up relaxing but uh yeah no it, it definitely takes a toll on you uh we we always make sure you know we got the headrest just right and everything else so uh yeah luckily that car was good enough yesterday i think i could have done another 150 laps and been all right, but. Uh, Yeah, definitely, it takes its toll on you, that's for sure.
3: Well, you did look fresh as a daisy when you got out. Kind of reminded me a lot of Matt Pertigo, right? Pertigo used to go run 200 laps. He'd jump onto the race car and look like uh, he just ran a heat race. He could go do it again. That's kind of what you looked like yesterday, Dan. Is it the adrenaline or, uh, you you know, you just felt good? You could have ran. Uh, Temperatures were a little cool, too, so that probably helped inside the car.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of all of the above, I think. Um, definitely the cooler temperatures helped, you know, a 35 degree day at Peterborough wouldn't have been so much fun, but, uh, you know, and I think a lot of it also was adrenaline. Um, as I kind of said in victory lane there, I've been going to that race since I was basically old enough to walk. Uh, we grew up kind of 20 minutes south of Peterborough. So my dad used to take me all the time. And, uh, you know, that race, it really means a lot to me and my whole family and a lot of my crew that grew up around there too. So, uh, you know, to win that race and and end up in victory lane, it was uh definitely one of the one of the best feelings I've ever had inside of a race car.
3: Did you have to save a lot? I know <laughs> Trayton was there. The seventy-nine a Horner early on was right up there. Uh the sixteen car was another one that I thought, man, he's gonna start making some runs here. But really, uh you look like you had command pretty well the whole time. I think Trayton only led like four or five laps, maybe five, six uh and then you would squirt right back out to the lead did you have to save a lot with cowboy and you're going okay buddy give
4: me some uh yeah you know we were definitely picking and choosing when to go um off the start i thought we were going to be pretty conservative i thought everybody was going to be and then uh started getting pressure from the 79 car a little bit and he actually ended up trying to move me, I think on lap six. And I was like, Oh, it's a little soon for that, but okay, I guess I better pick it up. So, you know, just try to maintain that gap, get out front and then, you know, start managing. And, uh, you know, my spotter Jordan Buster is is really, really good. He was in my ear the whole time giving me lap times, distances, whatever I needed. And, you know, telling me give up a 10th here, give up a 10th there. So, uh, you know, it was definitely, definitely a race that you needed to manage the tires, but, uh, You know, then on the other side of that too, you know, you didn't know what Trayton had either, right? You know, I know he was behind me and, you know, he set his own pace and you never know, okay, what does he have in the tank, right? So, you know, you got to conserve a little bit yourself and try to manage that gap and stay out front and hope that at the end it's still there under you.
3: With Danny Benedict tonight, driver of the 54 pro Light model, wins Autumn Colors Classic Weekend in the Electric City 167 just yesterday. It's had a great season in APCs, got some wins there, did real good all season long. And I got to say, Danny, I flashback, I've watched you run a lot of races. I always love watching you behind the wheel of your race car because you do a great job. But it, I had flashbacks yesterday of the 150 that took place at the beach. You and Andrew Garzell, you led a lot of that race at the beach that night and Andrew chased you down at the end, and man, Andrew won. He won by that much, and I know it was a heartbreak for you. That particular night, uh, it wasn't Andrew you were racing with yesterday, but I've got to tell you, (laughs) it it felt great watching it to see you be able to close it and go get the win. Uh, Those tight races, that's what it's all about, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I always say as a driver, I like the boring ones because it's a lot less stressful on you, right? But uh, no, it's nice, and we've we've had a couple of those races now. Uh, We had two at sunset about a month ago with the Hanley Classic, with uh, Dale Shaw beat me by a fender, and then uh, the Alan Lankin Cup, uh, Jordan House got us right at the end. So it it was a couple of uh, tough pills to swallow, but you know, as a team, you just go back, you regroup and you focus on, okay, what's next? Like, don't look back. Let's just look ahead. And, uh, that's what we were able to do. And, you know, it's, it's nice to finally break through and okay, we got the camel off our back. Let's get back to winning consistently, you know, um, at the end of the day, that's what we go to the racetrack to do. So, um it's always a good feeling when you finally get that monkey off your back
3: well you got the right formula kiddo uh always great to see let's have a look at the whole season now you got to give us a score how did danny benedict score the 54 for 2023 because you did have a great year
4: yeah it was you know the the first part of the apc season definitely started off exactly how we wanted to uh i think we podiumed in the first three races so uh, it was definitely a strong start, and uh, we were we were looking pretty good. And then about mid-season, I think, I don't know if our luck just kind of ran out or, or what happened, but we had a ignition box failure at sunset that I think really, really hurt us. You know, a, a track where we're normally really strong on uh, took us out pretty early. So uh, after that, we, we had a f- quite a few good runs. Um, you know, obviously, Delaware, we had that incident on about lap 150 that took us out of the 200 lapper, but... Um, you know, all in all, I think we had a really good year. It was our, our first year with our new uh, McCall Racing Enterprises car. So um, our first year with North Country Property Maintenance on board, you know, I think uh, I think we worked really well as a team. And, uh, you know, hopefully that relationship continues. But, um, you know, yeah, we're kind of looking ahead to 2024 already. So we don't we don't have anything in cement yet, but uh, we got some stuff that we're talking about that hopefully we can release pretty soon.
3: Is that it for you now for 2023? Have you got your eye on any races down South? Cause I know you just love to keep going. Uh, have you got anything else or is that it? You guys gonna get together in the shop and start taking the 54 apart and rebuilding.
4: Yeah, that'll be it for us for this season. You know, we, we tossed around the idea maybe trying to head South, but, uh, you know, it's just how much work we put into the second half of the APC season. I think everybody's pretty worn out and uh, ready for a bit of a break. So uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll start tearing her down and get ready to do it all again in 2024.
3: Well, the nice part is, you know this car now. It's no sense in trying to update it or, you know, go get another car. You got a proven piece right underneath you right now. Man, you massage that baby and uh, you're going to be untouchable in this deal.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it kind of took us the whole year, you know, to learn exactly what changes or what the car needed or, uh, you know, for me to get comfortable in it, too. You know, it was obviously a different car. So, um, you know, it doesn't react to changes the same way the other cars do. And, you know, now that we got a season's worth of notebook uh, behind us, you know, hopefully uh, next season will go even better. Well, you mentioned the
3: sponsors. They got to be impressed with what you guys were able to produce this year. Because every time you had their name along with you, who have you got for support on that race team? And is there any possibility if somebody wanted to jump aboard the 54? Is there any potential there where they could do that?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we always welcome new sponsors, but uh, our existing ones are obviously really, really awesome. Um, having North Country Poverty Maintenance on board this year was huge for us. Um, I want to give a big birthday shout-out to Marianne, one of the owners. It's her birthday today. I was lucky I got to spend uh, part of the day with her today, so uh, that was excellent. Um, Epic Racewear came back with us again. Uh, Mobile One came back with us again. Uh, a lot of guys returning. GTA Fabrications, Flathead Design. Uh, one of the sponsors that actually jumped on board uh, for Delaware was uh, the T Group. Uh, so Donald Teige actually jumped on board for a race with us, which was, uh, pretty awesome. I've been getting to work with him quite a bit in the Pinty series stuff. So, uh, you know, he, he told me near the start of the year, he said, Delaware, I want to sponsor you. So, uh, having him on board was really awesome. Getting to talk to him and, you know, learn from him too, right? He's got years and years of experience behind him. So. Yeah, that was awesome, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, next year we're always welcome new sponsors, but you know, hopefully, we get all all our group back and uh, can go knock down some wins in 2024.
3: You know, Danny, you'd be the kind of guy that uh, I can see in a Pinchy's car, uh, especially when you hit tracks like Delaware and uh, so many different speedways that I think you would fit like a glove. Probably a good idea to hook up with Donald T. He's the kind of guy that would be looking for a young talent, although Donald is quite accomplished and doing quite well. Everybody gets old. Have a look at the old uh, snow on the roof here. It happens, and when it does, kind of neat to have someone sort of ready to go. And uh, You'd be that kind of guy. Would you uh, accept a Pinty's ride if one came up?
4: Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't think you'd ever say no to, uh, an opportunity like that. Right. And, uh, this was kind of my first year getting my feet wet in the Pinty series. I was able to go, uh, with Donald to a lot of his races that he ran. So, uh, you know, getting a little bit of exposure in that crowd was, was definitely neat. Um, they're definitely different cars. Um, I had, I've had a couple opportunities now to actually test Donald's car for him when he was unable to. So I, I have got my feet wet a little bit on the driving side, but, uh, not a bunch, but uh, you know, if that opportunity ever did come, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be an awesome opportunity for me, and I know my whole family would uh, would be right behind me.
3: True definition of a taxicab compared to what you drive, right? They don't stop near as fast. They got a hell of a motor, but uh, there's a lot of advancements I think those cars could go through that the drivers would just latch onto. But that's what we love about that series. It's a challenge all the way around.
4: Yeah, that's right. I think the one day we were testing at Delaware, uh, Kyle Stackley was there with his late model, and boy, he flew by me in a big hurry. So uh, they're definitely different cars, you know. They're not they're not the same feeling as a late model, that's for sure. But uh, definitely a, a neat car and and a good series. And it's nice to see them grow in that series again too. You know, they had a couple of years where it was a little a uh, little shaky on some of the car counts but uh nice to see that car count coming back and uh some of the young talent that's coming into that series too it's it's hopefully going to keep progressing and keep getting bigger well
3: you get guys like doug gonder flying the ship up top he's bound to make a difference too bad we got tony Spatiri on the sidelines now because that was a forward progress but uh i digress hey any final question for you bud and then i'll let you go get back to the party but uh uh any i racing for you how are you going to stay sharp in the off season can if i was on i racing can i go up against danny benedict
4: uh, i don't really i race uh my uh, my roommate johnny morrison does so i I'll occasionally hop on his and do a few laps but uh no, normally I just uh, stay sharp just by working on the car and making sure that it's completely dialed in. That's that's kind of my thing. I I love working on the cars almost as much as I love driving them. So any any extra time that I get, I normally spend it in the shop. So that's how I normally spend my winters.
3: Well, and that's why the '54 goes out and does what it does. Danny, thanks so much for an awesome season up here in Canada. Uh, you did a, a an incredible job, bud iwk 250 maybe 300 western rattler something like that we got in time we got to get you guys out there and uh stretch it out because i'll tell you canada would love to see as much as we love seeing you here in ontario you're one of those rising stars and uh you do a great job buddy
4: thanks joe we'll uh we'll see what next year brings uh I'm not going to say the IWK is off the table, so let's just leave it at that. you
3: got to love it. Danny Benedict, thanks for the time. Go on, get after it. Thanks, Joe. You bet. The 54, Danny Benedict. Don't quite make him much better than that guy right there, I can tell you that. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the Super winner, the guy with the crown. At least he was supposed to get it yesterday. I uh, will find out if he did, in fact. I wouldn't doubt he did. Uh, Miles Tyson coming up on the other side of the brick.
2: Yeah, this is Jeff Dunford, 7T uh, Oscar Super late model. Listen to RTR, it's a great program.
0: From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks.
1: Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to
3: get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, quick, quick fire starters have fueled this sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro! Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. I'm ready to
5: fly. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel.
1: Tom Petty Radio.
5: All of Tom's music,
1: influences,
5: collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted
1: shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown, with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans.
5: Even though Napa is a nationally known name,
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
0: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to make a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake it back, Cal. Woo! Shake it back. Back here on Race Time Radio.
3: And-, and welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks and i'm just having a quick little peek around at the winchester 400 i can see it up uh, of course live coverage on racing america was on there all day cole butcher did a well of a job in that race uh he led 300 plus laps out of the 400 uh the 22 car just rolled it into victory lane it's not cole butcher but uh cole did a masterful job in this race uh he's got a points lead i do believe In the ASA series, uh, he and Stephen Nassi, I believe, are at the top, and they've got Nashville coming up. And uh, I can see that red car back a little bit. Uh, I want to say he finished third or fourth, something like that. I haven't seen the whole pylon there, uh, but Cole Butcher did a great job. We're all proud of Cole up here in Canada, and we'll uh, definitely get Cole back on this show at some point soon. Uh, and we'll check in with them. Uh, Junior made kind of a neat notation today when he was watching the uh, pre-race broadcast. He, along with Steve Post, uh, conducting all the pre-race interviews. And uh, they caught up with Cole, had a chat with him. And Junior noticed some of the different sponsors that he had on that brand-new Atlantic tilt fire suit. And uh, they kind of looked like NASCAR-type sponsors down the one side. So... We'll have to check in with Cole. Maybe he's got something going on that we don't know much about. Of course, Cole Butcher's been down south all season long. Uh, He got married down south, and uh, he's been uh, down there working with Donnie Wilson and doing an incredible job in the super late model, the pro late model. Uh, We've been fortunate up here in Canada to have watched Cole Butcher for a lot of years, uh, uh, called for 10 years in the pro stock tour out on Canada's east coast. And I think back to uh, some of the epic races that we've seen on that east coast, and it was Cole Butcher, Dylan Blankhorn, uh, Craig Sloan White, and uh, Jonathan uh, John Fleming, and so many uh, Jonathan Hicken, so many great drivers out there on Canada's east coast, and Cole Butcher definitely was uh, is one of those guys uh, that's down south now. And uh, cutting cutting a a new road. And the guys today were real high on the broadcast talking about Cole Butcher, uh, that he was that driver. He was an accomplished guy. And uh, it it kind of smirked here uh, because we knew that. uh, And we've been following Cole for a long time uh, in his career on the East Coast. His mom, uh, Ann, and his dad, Darren, uh, they've done an incredible job along with his brother, of course, Jared Butcher. We've had him on the show, Jared, this year. Went to Victor Lane in the Pro Stock Tour, his first win, and I believe he got three of them this year. So the monkey is off Jared's back, and uh, he's doing a really good job up here in Canada, of course, Cole's brother, and uh, we'll catch up with him in due time and get him back on the show, and we'll find out what's next for Cole Butcher down south. Uh, I think he's got some big stuff on the horizon, uh, and it was Junior that picked that out today watching the pre-race, so... Uh, We'll catch up with them. I can guarantee it. We're waiting on Miles Tyson. He went to victory lane in the Super Stocks at Peterborough Speedway. Did a great job behind the wheel of the 49 car. Uh, So many hungry dogs in that one. And the 49 car really did a good job staying out front and getting a victory at Peterborough. It was a beautiful day yesterday. Uh, Mix the sun and cloud cool temperatures you can see uh any of the fans the sun was sort of behind them so of course the fans are sitting in the shade and they were dressed up with the hats and the the heavy coats and stuff like that but guys down on pit road uh you can see short sleeves down there they were in the sun so typical fall day up here in ontario and uh it, the, the races went off uh like real real good just yesterday and uh yeah i can check the zoom line out and lo and behold we got the winner of the super stock race the number 49 we got him miles tyson what's going on tonight there miles how you doing buddy have we got you miles how are you doing ah there you go you got your audio connected now i seen it come up on the yeah. screen how you doing buddy Good, you? Not bad at all. Man, you took that 49 to victory lane yesterday at Peterborough. It's got to feel good uh, to get that win under your belt.
2: Yeah, I know for sure. Um, I've been trying to win that race for quite a few years since 2015 when I started racing there in mini stocks. And uh, honestly, it was quite nice to finally get that one out of the way. And uh, to be able to do it in the super stock, I think, is pretty uh, impressive.
3: You know, I seen Gord Shepard out there. They they were calling him Todd Davenport for a while. That's Todd's car, but uh, had Gordy Shepard behind the wheel early in the race. It looked like he was going to be the man to beat. But, uh, Miles, you started coming on, and uh, you got him. You got him uh, about halfway through the race. You set sail, and, man, that car looked great.
2: Yeah, I know. It took about 10 laps or 12 laps for the car to finally come in, and when it did, it was like a switch. And uh ended up passing Marley, and then I didn't really think I was going to be able to catch Gord, and then we caught the lap traffic there a little bit, and uh, I ended up closing in on him, and i seen a chance that I could have there to try and get to the inside of him, and I kind of got into him a little bit going into three there and roughed him up a little bit, and didn't really mean to, but stuff happens, I guess, and uh, I just didn't look back from there and tried to get away from him.
3: How about the job Marley did, too? She really needs to be commended in that 21 car. Man, she did an outstanding job. I had never noticed her before until yesterday. And, man, she stood out like a sore thumb. She's the real deal.
2: Yeah, um, I ran uh, Peterborough this season. Uh, I ran their full season of nine races up there, and I raced against her every weekend. And, uh, yeah, no, she's a very competitive racer. She's really good behind the wheel and makes smart moves and stuff um she's always there at the end and she knows how to win and she's always a good competitor
3: no good deal so uh let's go back to yesterday's race you've rolled off where did where was it fourth or fifth
2: uh fifth Fifth. i was supposed to start seventh but two cars never showed up so i gained two spots
3: right so you take the spots away you go you start the race you got 50 laps ahead of you. Uh, You don't normally run 50 laps at Peterborough Speedway in a normal feature. How did you prepare for this one, and did you set it up so that the car would come in a little bit later?
2: Um, Yeah, we set it up so the car would come in a little bit later just so I didn't end up running out of tire by the end. And kind of once I got the lead there, I was kind of just saving my tires a little bit just in case we had a caution with 15 or 20 laps to go and just so I had something left for the end if I needed it. And, uh, honestly, it kind of all paid off because I still had a little bit left by the end of the race there, but it was still, uh, it was still an Biter the last three laps when we had the green-white checkered.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> was. A lot of really good hungry dogs in this one that all wanted that bone that you ended up with at Peterborough Speedway. Autumn Colors Classic is really one of the ones that uh, I don't think there's a driver anywhere in Ontario that doesn't circle that one on the calendars, and i got to get one of those leaves. And, uh, buddy, you did it. Uh, what did it feel like to finally get that one that you've been chasing?
2: Um, honestly, it, it felt good, yeah. Um, winning the championship there this year was, I think, it was more emotional. There was a few times when uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it done just from having a couple DNFs and one bad finish and stuff. But uh, just kind of trying to keep my head clear and just go out there and try and get consistent finishes is kind of what got me that. But yeah, uh, winning the Colors is definitely one of the biggest races you could probably win at the end of the year. Um, Like my car builder, uh, Sean McWhorter said from Streamline, he said that it's gonna be something that people are gonna talk for or talk about the whole entire winter and it's gonna be something that lives with you for the rest of your life.
3: Oh yeah. Nobody can ever take that away, I can guarantee it. And to have the crown. Did you get the crown? I had to actually exit the building. There it is. There it is. You got it. So it fit, right? Yep,
2: yeah, yep, yeah, it fit.
3: Yeah, too funny. If it fit Todd Davenport's head, man, it's gotta fit anybody. He's got a big noodle. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Uh, so where do you call home? Are you right from Peterborough or where's home?
2: No, I live in uh, Stouffville.
3: Oh, in Stouffville. So you got a little yeah. bit of a jaunt to the speedway. Uh, tell us about your crew. Who have you got on your crew?
2: Um, just me and my dad. My uh, My dad works on the car through the week and he gets it ready for the weekend so we can go racing. Um, really, if it wasn't for him and none of this would kind of honestly be possible because I don't really have the time with working and stuff to work on it through the week. Um, Sean McWhirter for building it. He, uh, definitely builds one fast car. Um, and the help that he's given us over the last, over the summer, just talking to him on the phone and stuff and at the track is just, it's really nice to have somebody there that wants to see his cars win and wants to be fast every week and everything. And, uh, yeah, it just my dad, for all the hours he puts in, honestly, it's it's a lot of work to set a car up through the week and make sure it's consistent every weekend and that it's fast.
3: Especially when you're not the guy driving it, right? So you got to depend on the driver to give you the input that you need to make the car go. And, uh, you know, if he does the wrong adjustment, you're going to be the guy feeling it, I guess. How about sponsorship on that 49 car? It, it's a beautiful looking car.
2: Yeah. um, At first, it was just me and my dad. We paid for the racing for the last however long since I started. I've been racing since I was seven. Um, I've never had sponsors racing cars. And then it was actually nice that uh, Jeff Stewart from Stewart's Equipment uh, messaged me before the APC race at Sunset Speedway there when they sponsored the race. And uh they asked if they wanted to, if they could put their name on the car for the rest of the season and I was like, Yeah, sure. I'm you're more than welcome to. And honestly, I couldn't be happier with having them on the car. They're great guys and uh I'm happy to represent them. Yeah.
3: Jeff Stewart and I go way, way back. Uh back when I had Sobel Speedway. It was Jeff and his dad Ed that sponsored us with the Kubota tractor every year at the Speedway. And that was part of the way we kept the track clean. Uh, My dad also helped me all the way through. He would sweep it, and then I'd go along with the vacuum and pick it all up. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Stewart, you couldn't hook up with a better guy, better company. Uh, He's not just a little area rep. Man, he sells all the way across the country. Uh, Jeff Stewart's uh, the real deal. He was a Kubota guy forever at Flamborough Speedway and an all-star uh you could always count on jeff Stewart to put on a show. uh he always did a great job with it. so uh quickwick firestarter super stocks is that in the cards for you next year? if that's the uh if that's comes to light again i wouldn't doubt that it will. is that the kind of uh, thing you're going to head for and maybe try and championship in that baby?
2: uh yeah, well that was originally our plan this summer was to race for the quickwick firestarter uh, championship. Um, we went to the first race at Peterborough, we ended up finishing third and we were going to end up going to Delaware, but I just couldn't get the time off work to go. So that kind of threw a whole big cluster into everything. And then, uh, we went to Flamborough and we didn't really perform too well there and same with sunset. But, um, yeah, I, I, the plan is next year is to do the five races if they're, if the series is there and then, uh, possibly go run, for a championship at Sunset full time next year as well.
3: Oh, cool! That's good. Good for you. Uh, do, do you anticipate one day, Tyson? Uh, Tyson, your last name Miles. <laughs> do you anticipate one day to be jumping into like an APC car and advancing up into a pro late model? Or are you quite happy running the super stock?
2: Um, we've talked about it. I still have my limited late model that I ran a couple years ago before we built this new super stock. And uh, we talked about putting a 604 in it and getting it ready, just so we can kind of just get our feet wet a little bit in a Prolate and see how we feel about it and whatever. Um, but I, I do like, I enjoy driving the Superstock. It's it's a lot of fun. It's hard racing. Don't get me wrong. The Prolate models is the exact same. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I do enjoy racing the Superstock and I would like racing Prolate, but we'll have to see how it works out in the next few years or so.
3: Well, you got the crown for Super Stock. That's one of the toughest things to grab uh in any Super Stock. I can guarantee you that. Is that it for you and your dad now for this year? Is it uh, time to put the 49 back into the shop, take it all apart and rebuild it or what's your plan?
2: Uh yeah, we're that's the end of the season for us. Um we're going to hang a new body on the car and get it ready for uh next year and possibly maybe we were talking about maybe putting it in Motorama, but we'll see what happens.
3: Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, always, uh, a, a great looking race cars, what you guys produce and they love, uh, real nice looking pieces at that show. You always see some dynamite stuff at Motorama. Uh, you guys would fit that like a glove, uh, that, well, that's, uh, it, it's been a good year all the way around. You got a championship, you got ACC. What else could you ask for? Right?
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it definitely was a very good year um i'd have to say it's probably one of my best years i have probably had in many years i haven't uh i haven't felt as good as i have about this year and hopefully we can keep the momentum going into next year and maybe be even faster next year we'll have to see
3: well you earned it you earned it and that's cool when you go out hit the objective and uh earn those wins keeps that crew chief kind of happy too
2: yeah for sure no uh my dad was, I think my dad was pretty happy this year. He, uh, worked his butt off. So I'm glad it all <laughs> paid off.
3: Yeah. 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 Always important. Make sure you keep uh, lots of ice cream going to him. Uh, he'll, he'll enjoy that as well. Uh, any eye racing for you in the off season? How can fans stay up with you? Are you on social media and maybe do a little eye racing throughout the course of the off season?
2: Um, I don't do eye racing. No, I've tried it a couple times on my buddy Carson's and, uh, I'm not that good at it, honestly. I just it doesn't it doesn't feel like a normal card to me, um, but uh, yeah, I got uh, Facebook and stuff. If people want to add me on there or whatever, but that's about it.
3: Miles, it's been great catching up with you. Welcome to Race Time Radio. I am sure this is not going to be your last appearance on this baby. Uh, it's been great catching up with you, and congratulations on winning one of the hardest super stock races there is to win, Autumn Colors Classic. 50 laps, Tyson, Miles Tyson, you were the winner. Good for you, man. Thank you, Joe.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. Keep
3: that crown on. I don't know. Get Go out and do a little snow blowing for your dad this winter with the <laughs> crown on. Get some photos and uh, we'll circulate it. That'll be a hoot.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
3: Sounds good. Thanks so much, Miles. Thank you. You bet. Miles Tyson, uh, uh, awesome driver. Beautiful-looking race car. You've seen the graphics uh, as you watch on Rev TV. Uh, You would have seen them up there. But, man, you should have seen that car go yesterday. And the good part is you can go back and watch it if you want. Just get to GeForce TV on their YouTube channel and go back and have a look at it. You can watch the full weekend if you like. Uh, It's all up on GeForce TV on YouTube. Check it out. We're going to hit another quick break. When we come back, a guy that's been trying to win a feature race 42 years he did it just a week ago at peterborough speedway and he's gonna join us next right live here on race time radio stay with us
6: hi this is brian mercer driver of the number 81 science foring late model listening to race time radio
5: Coast to coast,
0: coast. coast. you're listening to Canada to Canada talks.
3: Tonight's race time radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at LeafRacewear.com. We're an essential part of any team, and by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park.com.
0: The SXM app is your one stop destination for everything you love. Uh, things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. And exclusive podcasts, video, and on demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go.
1: Put it between his legs! Let's go!
0: All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play
1: or Apple App Store today. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on XM.
7: Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore
1: analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the Xerox XM app, Andorra, and wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV.
1: Contact your TV provider to order.
3: Tonight's race time radio is fueled by... AP race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology it's time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire
0: starter. Your weekly fix of newsmakers and newsbreakers is found right here. We call it race time radio with your host, Joe Chisholm.
3: And welcome back, everyone. All live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks right across this big, beautiful country. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Winchester 400 today. Uh, quite a race. Quite. A, I'm not going to tell you who won, but I can tell you that it wasn't Cole Butcher. I wish it was. Uh, he ran good enough to win, I would think, but uh, got into the fence a couple of times. But, uh... Eh, he'll fight on. Trust me when I say Cole Butcher's the real deal. But, uh, hey, it was big time at Peterborough Speedway. Of course, the 30th annual Autumn Colors Classic Weekend actually got underway last weekend. Started on Friday night, went into Saturday night, and then Sunday got rained out. They pushed it to this Saturday, and the uh, the whole program finished off. Uh, but i got to point at one race here. It was the Ontario Modified Series. Uh, These guys do a great job behind the wheel of their modifieds, and uh, they they run at Flamborough, Peterborough Speedway. You can see them run around the province, and uh, the 90 car of Rick Warren's went out, and uh, Ricky has been one of those guys. He's he's a young guy. He's a young guy, but he's been racing a long time, and uh, he finally got out there, and after trying all these years, went out and got the job done. He went to Victory Lane at Peterborough, one of the biggest races of the year to win. And Ricky Warrens in the 90 went and did it. He joins us now on the Zoom line. Ricky, what's going on? How you doing, buddy?
8: I'm doing good, Joe. Yourself?
3: Fantastic. Man, oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. That was some spectacular watching you go to Victory Lane. And I got to say, I was taken back. I thought you have won a lot of races. I've watched you for years. And I was so surprised to hear you say... That's the first one, man. That's the first, that's the biggest one.
8: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was one of those deals. We came, we've come close several times, uh, just haven't been able to close the deal. So, uh, you know, we've had our fair share of heat wins through the years and stuff, and with the different classes that we've driven and whatnot. But, uh, no, that Friday night, it, uh, just came together and, uh, yeah, it, it ended up with the big W, as I say, and and it was it was quite an ordeal, really.
3: Not a bridesmaid, no more for the 90 yeah. car. He's a winner. Uh, you,
8: you know what, Rick?
3: I am surprised. Have you got use of your right hand yet? Because when you got out of that race car, you pounded the roof of that car and pointed up to the sky. I knew exactly what you were pointing at. But, man, how's your hand? Because you really rattled the top.
8: Well, the, the, you didn't see what I did before that. I, it, like, when I was basically doing the additional lap, I was fist pumping the uh, underside of the hood, and it's a little stiffer on the inside. Um, but, no, I, it, like, the wrist is fine. I scratched my arm on something. I don't know what, but, you know, it was just, it was just, it had, you had to release the emotion. That's all it was.
3: Yeah, and good for you, man. You deserved absolutely everything. Uh, I, I know we wanted to get you on here last week, right after that victory. But, man, you yep. were tied up. You were going to race some more. You took your Ontario modified, did some changes, and fit it into the Oscar modified stuff so that you could keep racing. And uh, lo and behold, you even raced yesterday at Peterborough yep. Speedway. Yep. How did yep. the weekend go for you after the big win?
8: Uh, it was it was all right. We, I mean, we, we sat around uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, pretty well and did nothing, Um, but I had already made the commitment to run on the Sunday and uh, the Saturday and Sunday anyway, so um, we were destined to come back, we're only about half an hour from the Speedway, so it's a lot easier for us than some of the other guys, we're five hours away, say, but um, no, we had to make minor changes to the car itself, but it was the setup which going from our Towel City uh, retread tires to a sticky tire really, really affects the car. And we changed, we changed, we had a, because we had the extra week, we had some time to do a bit of a few things on the car, but um, I, we just didn't get, get it to where I was comfortable with it. And it, it didn't drive, it didn't drive anywhere near what, it drove on the Friday night with the towel cities on
3: it. Yeah, it, it, Baker Junior. behind you in that uh, feature race. Of course, he wins the championship, but yeah. uh, it, it, I don't think he had anything for you. Otherwise, knowing him, he would have passed you, Rick. There's no way he was sitting well, back letting you know. I win. don't
8: doubt that. I don't doubt that. John John goes out every race to win, uh, just like uh, several other guys do in the club. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that uh, John didn't believe I didn't run a mirror. He, he thought, he thought that I was blocking him the the week before the last race prior to that race. Uh, he, he really thought I was mirror, mirror driving him. And, and when he found out that I didn't, I don't run a mirror, like he was quite surprised. So, um, I've always, I've always gone by, if I'm leading a race, I go by the tower. Like I go by the scoreboard and, and if somebody's behind me, I'll, I'll know who's behind me. And, then I'll expect for them, if they get close, they're going to wrap you. Right. And once they wrap you, then it's up to you to, to determine what you're going to do, whether you're going to protect the bottom line or whether you're going to try a little harder and go a little deeper. And, you know, um, it was one of those deals where I think he hit me about three or four times. He hit me hard enough to break the bumper. Yeah. Um, like we figured, we found that out after the race, but it, it was easy enough to fix. So that was done on the on the Saturday. Uh, but, uh, no, I, it was when I knew he was there, then it was concentrating on hitting the marks. And I think towards the end of the race, I started pulling away a bit. So I, I gapped him a bit, but I think I was running better than him in one and two, uh, three and four. He seemed to gather me in, uh, about mid corner. So, um, but all in all, I mean, he, he ran me clean and I, I would expect him to, because I, I do that with everybody I run against. And uh, you know, as I say, it's it was a good race, and I was fortunate to come out on the end of it with the win.
3: Yeah, and uh, you earned it. You earned it all the way through. Now with the monkey off your back, Rick, what do you do for two thousand and twenty-four? You getting prepared again to go for another season? Do you set the sights a little higher? Uh, well, how do you the, target
4: it?
8: Seeing, seeing is is I pretty well run. You know take care of the series that we run the ontario modified racing or modified racing series um we'll get through our banquet on november the 18th first mm-hmm. and then uh after that then uh i guess my son and i'll sit down and we'll have to go through what exactly we're going to do um the car that he ran for last year uh previous year was my old car and it got bent and we've had it in the shop. It's been straightened. So there's that to put back together. The car that I, I currently drive is the car that I bought for Florida. Uh, I bought the car out of Ohio. Um, and it took us, the two, two I guess, the two times we went to Florida and came back, um, it took us this long to get the car where I was comfortable with it.
7: Wow.
1: Um,
8: so now that I'm comfortable with it, We've made some changes for the for the show on on <laughs> this previous Saturday, right? And uh, now we've we we made sure that we made notes of everything that we changed, so I can put the car back to where it is to, to where it was, and then we'll go from there. But the motor has got to come out of it, at, it. It's it's got an oil leak somewhere we could never figure it out. So that's got to be taken care of, and then you know go from there and probably replace a few body panels and go through the whole car.
3: Oh, yeah. The off season, uh, you know, that is sometimes it's kind of cool when it comes up because you get a chance to address all the stuff that you couldn't get to, uh, throughout yeah. the course of the year. Sponsorship on the 90? Who have you got on there?
8: Um, I basically had the sponsors from the series on my car. There was Gen, Gen 3 Electrical. Uh, Tina and Brad have been really good, uh, for several years now. They've provided, uh, sponsorship for the series. Uh, Bork. More transmission and New Market, uh, Ian and John, uh, they've been with us from day one. Um, who else we got? We got uh, TNT Performance, which is Tom he, 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 Alex Gazella, of course, the uh, previous championship from 2022. Um, the All or Nothing Brewhouse, we've had them for a couple of years. Um Oh, awesome race where of course, uh, they came on board this year and, and provided sponsorship with our uh, pit uh, crew uniform for, for our series officials and uh, we were really happy with the job that they did on the shirts. Um, so we look forward to uh, you know, continuing that with them. Um, there's probably some that I'm missing. Uh, Jim Clark from Clark Communications, he does all our press releases. And, he does a great uh, does.
3: job with his write ups, doesn't he? Jimmy does yeah, phenomenal.
8: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's the one that provided the picture that I sent to you for the, for the thing tonight. Um, I can't think of who, who else, but there's probably somebody I'm forgetting.
3: That's okay, Rick. We plan on getting you on here a lot more often as we do the other competitors. Uh, Race Time Radio hasn't done a real good job promoting the series you guys operate, uh, but we're going to fix that. We're going to get you on more often and try and stay up with you as we try and do with everything across this country. Uh, We genuinely appreciate it. And uh, uh, so you'll be hard at work then building the schedule for 2024 for the series, Do you expect to have pretty close to the same schedule? Do you plan on expanding it out at all?
8: No, uh, we've been customarily just at two speedways. Uh, Peterborough is more of our home track since uh, we all, the majority of our group, I guess, came from Mossport. Mm -hmm. Uh, When that closed down, JP gave us a place to race, and ever since then we've had a very, very uh, stable relationship with Peterborough and the staff. We know everybody now, so it's it's like, it's, it's like you're joining You're joined the Peterborough crew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, John and uh, Frank Caselli of Flamborough have uh, been really good to us and given us two races every year. Um, this year they were they hosted the uh, Bill Pickford Memorial, mm-hmm. um, and next year we'll go back to Peterborough for our, and have the memorial race there. So we usually end up with. Um, eight races is where we usually sit so you know i mean it gives the guys a chance to 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 spend some time with family and stuff and uh it doesn't tie everybody down and yeah. the traveling you know we try to keep it so that the guys don't have to travel a lot
3: awesome yeah you do a great job buddy you gotta thank you so much i gotta throw it back to toronto and do a news update but uh, yeah. gotta thank you for coming on we surely appreciate it congratulations on the win brother i know many more sure. coming
8: Thank you very much, Joe, and, and and continue doing what you're doing, buddy. I mean, you know, like this is this is what keeps people informed. And, you know, you do a bang-up job and uh, give uh, Junior my best and a speedy recovery on the tumble that he took. <laughs> um, hope he's doing okay and, and resting well.
3: You want to believe it. Ricky Warren, driver of the 90, Victory Lane. We'll be back in a moment. Back to you in Toronto. Get us up to date.
0: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167.
3: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian Tire Motorsport
5: when you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may
0: be the most important thing that's ever happened. in damn right, baby.
5: Woo! The races. The
0: Daytona 500 win.
5: I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
0: We'd love for you
3: guys to participate as well. The
5: unprecedented access.
3: Well, I'm here at the red right carpet with the fans.
5: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90.
1: Capstain did a video game move.
5: Also streaming on the SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here
0: we're back with our number two of race time radio with the two joes here on race time radio on sirius xm 167 where canada talks
3: and welcome back everyone to race time radio and just like that into our number two coming up this hour we're going off to the west coast of Canada, all the way out to Alberta, and we're going to bring in Kelly Admiral. Uh, he went and won himself an RS1 Cup Series race, the finale at Panticton Speedway out in BC. Uh, he goes to victory lane, gets a second place in race number one, wins race number two. Uh, Kelly Admiral, we always know him in a pro late model. Uh, not so. Last weekend in an RS1 Cup Series car, so we got him coming up in this hour Along with, how about Dave Bradley? A lot of well, fans right across Canada know Dave Bradley from the TSN broadcast and the NASCAR Pinty Series. But did you know that Dave Bradley is also an accomplished race car driver himself? He has an outlaw midget. He and his brother Mike, the two of them, work awfully hard on these two midgets. And when Dave Bradley has got time and he hasn't got a lot of time in his schedule... He's a busy morning man in the city of Toronto. That's why you know the name Dave Bradley. Uh, He does a great job on air and, uh, of course, does the TSN broadcast with Joel and all the guys from TSN bringing us the NASCAR Pinty Series. And then, when he does have time, he and his brother Mike go racing. And it's the Outlaw Midget Cars. And uh, Dave Bradley was at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend won himself the feature event. didn't? It wasn't an easy job by any stretch. Uh, he started back a little bit, and Dave rolled his way all the way up to the lead of the race, got the lead, and won the race. Uh, his brother Mike, I believe, finished fourth in that race, but ended up winning the war. He won the championship. Uh, and we're going to catch up with Mike Bradley next week on the show. Tonight we'll have Dave, and we will come up in hour number two here, And uh, we'll get to that real soon. I want to also tell you that uh, Chase Pensino's got some big stuff happening right now for that young driver. We watched him at the beginning of the year in a super stock. We've seen him at Delaware Speedway in the 22 car. Uh, He did uh, a lot of phenomenal stuff in the super stock. He also had his Pro-Lay model, getting his feet wet in that. Well, man, did that kid do a job this year. Uh, He went right after it. And uh, he had a good, successful year. Uh, Of course, Pensino, the name we all know well here in Canada. And uh, Chase has got some news, I believe. Uh, At least we're going to grab him next week and see if we can ring him out a bit and find out what's going on in Chase Pensino world. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Uh, Also, next Saturday, Flamborough Speedway has been dark now since uh, Frostoberfest. Uh, well, it's not going to be dark next weekend. How about the big enduro? That is the season finale at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, it is a big enduro. So if you've got an enduro car, head for Flamborough Speedway next Saturday. Uh, I'd check in with uh, Gary Calling and the guys at Flamborough and get all the uh, logistical stuff figured out. Uh, But there is one final race, and that is the Enduro at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Check it out. All the information will be on their site. Um, But it doesn't hurt to give John a call or Gary calling and get all the information that you need to know uh, when it comes time for Flamborough Speedway and the Enduro race. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. You can guarantee that. And it is truly the last race in Canada that I know of, Uh, and it'll take place at Flamborough Speedway next weekend. But what do you say we get back to the Zoom line, and let's welcome in the driver from uh, Alberta. Uh, We know him in the smokehouse number eight, Kelly Admiral. We know him in a pro-life model, uh, and I was surprised to see his name flash up in the RS1 Cup Series, and it didn't just flash up, flashes up as a winner. How about that? He joins us on the Zoom line right now. What's going on there, Kelly?
6: How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for, for having me on.
3: Yeah, so what's, what's the deal? I see you in a pro light model all the time. That uh, whiskey smoke, hey, you can't, uh, there, there's no denying, I know that car, and all of a sudden I see you pop up in RS1. That's cool. How did that go?
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, typically in, in the in the late model, you know, running my own car, um, opportunity came up to uh, to run the RS1 series, and the series i've been interested in um you know I've been watching it fairly closely um so once the opportunity came up I had to jump on it um you know i love late model racing but i just love racing in general so you know if i can hop behind the wheel of a car i'd love to and you know the avion uh guys you know put on a great show and they have such a great program there um so yeah yeah got uh, got to get out there do a couple races and have a bit of a bit of success so far.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, a second in race number one, you win race number two. Obviously, the car fits you like a glove. What was your impression of an RS1 Cup car? I know we've been calling the races. Uh, we did last year, pretty well called them all. Uh, I absolutely love those things. They, uh, they go, they stop, and they do all of it real fast.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're... Uh, kind of a double duty type car where they're built for the road course and the oval. Um, but they're still a really, you know, a relatively lightweight car, um which makes them just absolutely fun to drive. And um every car that shows up there is set up the exact same, you know, you can't, can't make adjustments to it. And so it really levels the playing field between the drivers. And so, you know, it's, if you're, if you're struggling with the balance of the car and, and getting it to go quick, you know, everyone else is having the exact same problem. Um, which make, makes it a lot of fun. Takes the pressure off from an adjustment side, but really ramps up the pressure for for the drivers. Um, but yeah, it's just such a fun car and such a fun series. They got so many talented drivers competing. Um, that just, yeah, makes it so exciting and so much fun and really high intensity, especially at a racetrack like Penticton.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love that Speedway. Kelly, the last time I seen you was at Penticton Speedway. It was the Western Rattler last year. Uh, And since that 300, of course, Trevor and the gang there, Ingo and the the rest of the boys went to work down in turns uh, one and two and fixed the rumble that was down in there, fixed up that bump. Uh, Now, fast forward to last weekend, you jump into an RS1 Cup car. Uh, What was the impression of the Speedway? Was it a big change? Because the last time I believe you were on it, it had that big bump down to one and two
6: yeah um yeah so they did that work over the off season um and we went down there in the spring for the rattler that uh ended up getting rained out there um and in the late model, it was significant the track was much quicker you could carry a lot more speed to getting into corner one um and you didn't have to um there's a lot more options getting into turn one, which made it great, and I was really. Looking forward to being able to to race it in the in the late model. Unfortunately, weather didn't agree, but in the RS1 Cup car, um, yeah, it just opens up so many more avenues. Getting into turn one and really keeping the side by side racing real tight. Uh, you know, the, there's no clear advantage to the top or the bottom. You know, it's just who's got the better better handling race car and who wants it more, um, which is nice. And so, yeah, the 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 work they've done to that facility has, has been incredible. I think it's really upped the raceability of that track, and yeah, it's a blast.
3: So the stickability, if that's even a word, uh, a RS1 car compared to a Pro-Late model or Super-Late model like you've got in the number eight, uh, the stickability, uh, how about it? Is RS1 more, uh, does it hang onto the track better than what a Pro-Late model does? Because I know it's got lots of jam under the hood, too.
6: Yeah, you know, the, the RS1 car, it's got a lot of jam. Um, the power and weight ratio is about the same. Um, but the RS1 is more uh, designed for road course. Um, and so with with that being said, you know, they it's basically, those cars are basically 50-50, um, left, left side weight. Um, and, you know, not have, being completely designed to, to turn left. Um, you know, they don't have as much mechanical grip but i tell you you know what they what they lack in mechanical grip they definitely make for make up for in just sheer fun factor um the way those cars are set up they're wicked loose um and so they they keep you on your toes the whole time and just yeah they're just a blast to drive you know i never or i hate driving a race car that's tight as we say that that doesn't want to turn and these rs1 cars have the opposite problem which is just an absolute blast and, and um, yeah, it really makes the, the the racing interesting.
3: Yeah, I remember hearing Cameron Haley say that same sort of statement. He loves a loose race car, and he gets exactly what he wants in an RS1 car because they are loose, uh, and, and that's kind of cool. It lets the driver be the driver and gives you a little more control under your foot and in your hands, uh, and, and it would have been cool to see you go. I can just imagine what kind of things you would have been saying on the radio had it been your crew sitting on the other end, you'd be yelling out the stuff you want to change when it comes time for pit stops. Uh, But you can't do that in RS1, right? You bring it in, and Al and the whole crew from Avion takes over, and they'll fill it up, and they'll uh, make sure your tires are okay and up. They don't change them. They top it off. And if you want a slight wing adjustment, you can do that. Does that wing make a difference? Did you make any wing adjustment?
6: Um, in terms of wing angle, I just ran that baby maxed out um, as much angle as I could. Uh, just yeah, with how loose the car is, want to bias um, that arrow bit bit off the front, bit more on the on the rear. Um, you know whether it, it makes an appreciable difference or if it's just the the difference in the mind of the driver. I'm not sure, but it definitely seemed to help for me.
3: <laughs> so spotter wise, did you have a spotter in your rear? Did you have anybody from the eight crew that sort of came with you out to Penticton?
6: Well, that, that's what was uh, so different about this event is, uh, not having my regular guys with me, you know, it was really, uh, really just me down there. Um, and so I had a local, actually the 2023, uh, street stock or super stock champion at, uh, Penticton Speedway, uh, Corey, uh, McGivern, uh, you, uh, yeah, he spotted for me. He did one heck of a job and we had a blast together, you know, having our you know, one of our first times working working together, uh having that kind of a result. It was uh yeah, it was wicked.
3: With Kelly Admiral tonight, he's all the way out in Calgary or Edmonton? Calgary? Edmonton. Edmonton. There you go. Uh, the double E. I, I remember. I was a big Eskimo fan <laughs> back when you were allowed to call them Eskimos. But yep. <laughs> uh, with, with Kelly Admiral tonight, uh, he did an arrive and drive RS1 Cup Series race. Uh, he just did it last weekend out of Penticton Speedway. Is it safe to say, Kelly, that it may parlay now into more races RS1 for you. I know you'll never give up late model. Uh, You were probably conceived in one of them babies, but uh, can you see yourself doing more RS1 Cup races? Because I know they're a hoot.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just got to figure out uh, how much and how often I'm going to do it, you know, and balance it with my late model schedule. But I think next year moving forward, I think, you know, with what, um trevor and those guys that avion have put together for a series that you know i think it's really exciting the racing is world class um and it's something i definitely want to be a part of moving forward um so i think i think you can definitely expect to see me in the rs1 cup series uh, a little more often next year
3: well you're a tough dude on oval tracks i can guarantee it have you taken on a road course did you go out and have a look at area 27 isn't that a work of art
6: yeah I hear it's here it's amazing I haven't had the opportunity to get out there um but I'm itching at the chance next year to go out there and test in one of those r s one cars 'cause i'd I'd love to have a crack at that you know it's over two minute lap times and elevation changes from what I hear and it just sounds like an absolute hoot. so um yeah would would love to get out there um i haven't uh haven't done much road course racing and Man, since the K&N series, probably back in 2013 and at Sonoma was my last road course race and coincidentally my first road course race. So, um, you know, I, I finished seventh in that event, so I'm hoping I, I still got a bit of, bit of road course driver in me and maybe I can hone that and those guys in the RS1 series can teach me a thing or two.
3: Oh, you got to stay rid right on the bumper of either. Well, there's about 10 of them. <laughs> but I was going to say Trevor Siebert, Riley Siebert, magic at that speedway. Uh, yeah, Macintosh, another good one. I don't think you could go wrong by following those guys. You'd learn a pile that way. Uh, my final trip out there last year, I was lucky enough, Jerry Paxton and I were lucky enough that uh, Trevor had a little bit of time. And we jumped aboard his truck, and he took us out to Area 27. And we didn't just look at it. We actually went around it, and, oh, my God, what a facility. Um, I can just imagine what you guys would go through in a race car on that track. It would be second to none. It would be a thrill ride. I can guarantee it. And, Kelly, I got to say, you'd be the kind of guy that would fit that series like a glove, Um, I look forward to uh, seeing what can come together for 2024. Is it is that the end of 2023 for you now? Or have you got the eight car? Because I know you love frequenting south of the border, uh, heading off to either Vegas or Arizona or somewhere with that late model. And away you go. Uh, Are you picking up any more races between now and the time the snow flies and we call it Christmas?
6: Uh, You know, I think... uh, uh hung the hat on this season. Um, so far, I'd love to get down south uh, in the next couple of years. I'm um, just, you know, uh, kind of depends on, on sponsorship and things like that and seeing what we can put together. Um, but right now, you know, obviously there's, there's, you know, I could adjust my schedule to, to run more in, in, in the States, but um, right now, I'm just really excited about what's happening with Western Canadian racing and just really want to support that as much as I can. So um, yeah, for, Next little while, at least, I, I think I'll be staying up north here and, and supporting Western Western Canada.
3: Awesome on you, man. Uh, congratulations on that, and thank you for doing that. Uh, there's a lot for guys to get excited about on this side of the border without going south. Um, although, you know, if you're going to advance your career, that's where you want to head. That's where you're going to be racing if you want to try and go do it full-time and professionally. Uh, we haven't got any of that really here in Canada, Other than the NASCAR Pandy Series is well on its way to forming some professional, uh, I shouldn't say that because they are professional teams, I mean full-time paid gigs uh, that you can go and make a career in racing uh nascar Pendies, if it keeps going the way it's going we're going to have a lot more of those teams that are able to do that kind of thing but we do have a lot to be excited for here in canada whether it's all the way out on the east coast with the iwk 250 and all the 250s that go on out there all paying big bucks to the middle of the country here in ontario there is a ton of high-paid races here you get into Saskatoon and you know, those guys do a great job with the bridge city 200 and all the stuff that takes place on the West coast. So, uh, it, it's, it, there is a lot to be excited about and good on you for doing that. Do you ever look further East to say, eh, maybe we'll go out and try that IWK 250.
6: Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate, appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, as far as out East, I, uh, I haven't looked too much into it since uh since going out to Jukasa um back in twenty nineteen I believe that was yeah um you know would definitely be interested in you know in, in heading out east for for something yeah
3: ah, you fit like a glove, man, I'll tell you you're one of those race car drivers that uh you put it all on the line when you get in that baby it's uh if it's a 200 lap race it's 200 qualifying laps for you uh there is no such thing as i'm going to hold back a little bit here watching you kelly admiral you always give it your best and that's what i love watching when you're in a race uh so that's it for you this year i've asked the guys tonight i'm going to ask you you're going to do any i racing through the off season to stay sharp or what's the plan there
6: oh yeah absolutely you know it's uh my sim didn't get much work this, in the summer, but, you know, that's definitely a, an off-season activity that I like to partake in because um, it really does help, um, you know, just keep your racecraft sharp. You know? you know, it's not the, it's exactly the same that you're not in the car, you're not feeling the G-force, but, I mean, that technology's come so far. You know, it's the next best thing. Um, and, yeah, just really, you know, Honan racecraft is, is really uh something you can you can do in i racing and so yeah, definitely a focus for the off season for me.
3: I don't know if Area twenty seven is part of iRacing. It should be, I can guarantee you that. That'd be kinda cool if it was. You'd get a chance to uh you know, pretty well try the track out before you get there next year. Uh it, it would be kinda cool, wouldn't it?
6: Absolutely it would, yeah. That would be that would be incredible. Yeah, yep. and definitely uh get me up to speed a lot quicker than just showing up there, uh, showing up there blind.
3: I can't wait to find out what you put together through the off season. I know we'll check in with you. Uh, when you get some news, please do me a favor and shoot me a message. We'll get you back on here and we'll get the rest of Canada up to date on what Kelly Admiral is going to do for 2024. It'll be kind of cool seeing an RS one cup car with a number eight on it. And that whiskey smokehouse. I can see that.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll definitely keep you in the loop. And yeah, looking forward to 2024 and, and what all it brings.
3: Well, congratulations on your first RS1 Cup victory and uh, many more, my friend. And uh, we can't thank you enough for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, as always, thanks so much.
6: Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity of bringing me on. Appreciate it. Always love talking to you.
3: Go Eskimos go, right? Or what do we call them now? It's not Eskies. Uh, Yeah,
6: they're the Elks.
3: Oh, the Elks. There you go. (laughs) It's still the double E. Go Edmonton.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I was an old fan back in the dynasty. Uh, Cutler and all those guys. I used to have the jersey and the whole shot. Then I got into racing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Have a good one, Kelly. It's been great. Thanks so much, buddy.
6: Thank you so much. Take care.
3: You bet. Kelly Admiral, watch for him. Watch for him, a great race car driver out in Western Canada. And uh, he truly participates uh, all the way from Saskatoon right out to Penticton. Uh, a- any of those Western races from about the you know Saskatoon area forward, uh, you can bet if it's a big race, Kelly Admiral is going to try and get to it and uh, always going to be a threat add him into all the other guys uh i was so so forward looking to uh the western rattler 300 this year uh we had so many good cars french sidell the 70 was in from saskatoon and uh you had kelly admiral uh you had uh all the seabird guys and uh, there were so many good cars it was going to be so good mother nature (laughs) squashed it uh, just just a heartbreak, and I know it was a tough deal for absolutely everybody, uh, but what do you do? That's part of the game we play uh, here in Canada, and it uh, won't be the last time we get rained out. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen the next time, and I uh, look forward to hearing some news from what's going to come for 2024. This is the time of the year that all those plans get cemented. Uh, and you know, for race fans and media like us, uh, th- this is the time we get excited because all those announcements will start rolling out. And when they do, you can count on them right here on Race Time Radio. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dave Bradley is going to join the show. We're going to talk outlaw midgets and a whole host of things with Dave Bradley. All next, all live right here on Race Time Radio.
4: Hi, this is Tom Gooch, announcer at Oshweek and Speedway, and you're listening to Racetime Radio.
0: Whatever gets you through the night. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. Country music dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the Highway Channel 56. You. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Ready, man, or 80s and 90s, Prime Country on Channel 58. Play me something Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. What is xm NASCAR Radio? Tyler we will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won
1: Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all Joe will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. him up the right. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory.
5: NASCAR. Oh, Crash is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah! Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. If you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how.
1: Tonight's race time radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa Know How BP Racefields, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines.
0: Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM One Sixty Seven. And welcome back, one and all, to
3: Race Time Radio Alive tonight on good old Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Hey, have you got your subscription to Sirius XM? I know you do that's listening right now on Sirius XM. But to all of our viewers and listeners from all different platforms, have you got a Sirius XM satellite radio? I think it's time that you check it out. Um, much like Rev TV Canada right now that has a free view uh, till the end of the month. You can check out Rev TV at no charge. Have a look on your TV provider and watch Rev TV Canada. Uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio and Sirius XM Canada does free views every now and then. Uh, you can always check it out on the app. Uh, just give it a quick search. And they don't mind letting you have a test drive on Sirius XM. If you do, I'm telling you, you'll never look back. Uh, It's something that when you tour across the country, like our next guest does, uh, it's kind of handy when, uh, you know, you go for a long drive and you don't have to keep hitting scan uh, on your FM channels, trying to catch the next radio station in the middle of the good song and you lose the satellite or you lose signal with FM. That doesn't happen on Sirius XM. You can stay tuned in right across the country, north, south. You go across the border. It doesn't matter. Uh, you can stay tuned in to whatever you're listening to, whether it be music, talk. Uh, of course, Howard Stern. Uh, you've got Sirius XM NASCAR radio. You're a NASCAR fan. You're a race fan. You definitely have to listen to Sirius XM NASCAR radio and check it out. You 24-7 coverage. You can't beat it. And, uh, hey, let's face it, while you're driving down the road on a Sunday night at 5 p.m., you can listen to the best in Canada, and uh, we catch up with the best drivers possible on this uh, show each and every week, and we do that throughout the course of the whole year. Uh, we take two weeks off, Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we try and keep you informed every single week all the way through the year, and uh, we do it all live here on XM and on RevTV Canada. So welcome aboard. And if you haven't checked out either one of those properties, if you're a race guy and uh, you tune in on television and you haven't got a Sirius XM, well, you got to check it out. And if you're tuned in on Sirius XM and you haven't watched Rev TV Canada yet, we need to introduce both of you to it. Uh, check it out and uh, do it today. You've got lots of time till the end of the month to check it out. And uh, we'd much uh, appreciate it and have you joining up. Uh, And don't forget to hit like and subscribe on Race Time Radio's YouTube channel. Something that we started uh, was about a year ago now, uh, November, I think. And uh, we're up over 300 subscribers now. And it builds a little bit each and every week. And we really appreciate it. Um, And we would continue to build it along. And uh, that the way of the future, I guess, is what everybody keeps saying. When I started this, it was like an hour radio program talking about Sobel Speedway on AM560 in Own Sound, Ontario. And it went from that into what we have today uh, on the national stage, uh, uh, on radio and television, and uh, talking about everything coast to coast. And uh, even down south, Uh, it's just amazing to see the progression. Uh, But it's all thanks to you, the listener and the viewer, uh, for making Race Time Radio successful, along with all of our sponsors. We couldn't do it without Napa and Todd Robertson and uh, the guys out in Nova Scotia and Quickwick Firestarters Fire Starters and VP Racing Fields and all the different sponsors that we've got. Um, uh, Dawson Dental Centers in Guelph, Ontario, they got like 16 locations if you're going to a dentist, check out Dawson Dental Center. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're quite a team, I can tell you that. Uh, I can see that our next guest is up on that Zoom line. I'm going to get you, Dave, to turn your phone sideways if you can. There you go. And now you're landscaping. You're going to be nice and big on the screen. Let's welcome in our next guest, Dave Bradley, a uh, driver of that wild outlaw midget. Uh, he went to Victory Lane at Peterborough Speedway just a week ago. And I guess it was a week and a day ago, but uh, I digress. What's going on tonight, Dave Bradley? How you doing, buddy?
7: I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Sort of basking in the uh, the weekends off. So getting to, <laughs> getting to know my family once again well, after a busy summer.
3: I guess, because I'll tell you, you had your foot to the floor, as you always do each and every year. Uh, but this year here, David, uh, you really had it to the floor. How many races did you win? I know there was a pile of wins in there
7: yeah i we won lucky enough to win three this year so uh won two big races at uh at sunset and then of course won fall colors uh but yeah it was uh it, it was pretty fun pretty special because the car is is prepared by my parents my brother um so it stays at their shop and they work tirelessly trying to put that car together and uh and just maintaining it. I mean, it, it, any race car, no matter the size, takes a ton of hours to maintain, right? So, oh, yeah. um, that's, that's the biggest challenge. And, uh, yeah, I get, I'm lucky enough. I get to show up helmet in hand. I, I work on it for a few hours. We put a setup underneath it and then we go racing. And, uh, and the thing's been a rocket ship. It really has been. So it's been a lot of fun to race. They're a handful. Like I tell anybody who'll listen that. You can't take a break. Even down the straightaway, if you want to stretch your hands, that's when it comes out to bite you because you hit a bump and all of a sudden you're aiming at the wall. So, uh, because there is no suspension on the Outlaw Midget and the power to weight for those things is insane. I mean, it's, it, we run a four stroke or a two stroke 440 snowmobile engine. So a fan cooled snowmobile engine, twin pipes, 38 mil carbs. Um, and it pumps out probably over 85 horsepower. And with driver, we're weighing in at about 725,
3: 730 pounds.
7: Oh, man. Yeah. We get going. So at some tracks we visit, Sunset, for example, where we get to really stretch our legs, um, we're turning a super stock time. on a car that is a fraction the cost.
3: And if you lift, you lose, right? In one of those cars, it's all about momentum. It's like looking at a race from Talladega. If the guys lift at Talladega, they go back like a lot. Same thing would be true in an Outlaw Midget, right?
7: Totally. And if you watch the races, you'll see there's a lot of comers and goers in the race because um, a little bobble off corner exit um, and that's going to cost you the Entire drive down the straightaway. And that's where you really have to focus. You have to focus on just being smooth, just trying to avoid the bumps if you can. And uh and yeah, click off those those laps and try and be consistent because you're right. If you do make one mistake, it costs you probably half a second on that lap.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what's always blown my mind, Dave, about the outlaw midgets, uh, with the snowmobile engine, you hear them when they fire up at the racetrack, and immediately you start thinking CSRA, you start thinking all these different things. Uh, But when you come out, uh, there it is. It's a midget car. Uh, They come out. They look fast. They are fast. Uh, But what happens when you let off the gas, when you come up to the turn, uh, you got to let off, I would think, a little bit, a mixture of throttle and brake. Um, but on anything that's got like look at the Canon midget, for instance, when you lift there, you got the engine sort of holding the car back a little bit with an outlaw midget. That isn't the case. It's like a it's like a snowmobile drive, right. which is is a belt. But you got no hold back, do you?
7: You do have a little bit, depending on the, the clutching that you use, so it will help you out a little bit to slow down, but not to the extent of, like, you jam it in second gear. If you're running a four-cylinder uh, mini-stock, for example, you let off the gas, it's in second, it'll automatically claw back because of the, the revs coming down. But, um, yeah, it'll roll, and then, of course, you have to be careful on the braking because our cars, in particular, we have opened it up where the club allows front brakes as well, but we choose not to use them. <laughs> um, so it's just one brake on the rear axle and that's it. So if you hammer on the brake too hard, then it's like pulling your e-brake on your, on your road car and you're going to go around in an awful hurry. So uh, yeah, you have to be thoughtful of that and you, you have to be careful on letting off the gas, but you want to drive it hard into the corner. So there's a lot of thinking that goes into driving these cars and a and a lot of getting used to it. I think it it tests you mentally because you're thinking... Can I push it deeper? And then you see somebody else push it deeper, and I'm like, "Well, they did it, so why can't I do it?" So that's that's where I sort of see it, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I think I can go a little bit deeper in there, and then try and pick up the throttle a little bit earlier, and then roll through the middle of the corner and carry more speed on the exit." So that's again, it's it's just sort of a thinking thing where you're doing that, and and again, like at Peterborough and Fall Colors, I mean, I'm there's a big bump on the outside of turn number one, yeah. And yeah. Like I had speed on the outside coming off of three and four down the front straightaway. And then I'd get into that bump and I'd hop up to the outside and then I wouldn't be able to make my run. So I'm like, okay, I tried that for about 10 laps and then how am I going to make this work? So that's when I'm, you sort of fall back on your, your years of experience and it's like, well, if I can try and diamond it off a little bit and get underneath him as he's coming off a of four, and then I've got the run on the inside, and that's eventually how I made it work.
3: Yeah, and hope to God it sticks when you go and try exactly. and go down low. Uh, pretty amazing. Now, at Peterborough Speedway, you didn't start on the pole and run away with this baby. No, no, you started in the top five, but you were back a little bit, so... It was a hard-fought battle. I want to say it was, what, four to go when you took the lead somewhere close to there. You had the lead, lost the lead, and then got it back again. Um, But uh, like from uh, looking at the year, was that the toughest race win that you had, Peterborough Speedway? Or was there other ones that were even tougher than what we've seen at Peterborough?
7: That that was by far the hardest that I've had to work for a win, for sure. Because you, you're absolutely right. It was, you know, I had a lot of speed. I knew the car had a lot of speed, but it was a matter of finding that place to to make the pass and make it stick. And uh, and that's what was so so difficult to to get my head around. Because I'm like, well, I I can try and fly it on the outside, and then it wouldn't stick. And I'm I kept making the same mistake over and over again. But if you look at the the race and the fall velocity at, at sunset. Um, I led that one pretty much. I started on the outside of the front row. I led the majority of the laps in that one, but then I nearly threw it away on the last lap. So, <laughs> I again, you're coming off the corner on turn number two. I was up on the outside. I thought to myself, well, if I could just get into the gas a little bit harder, <laughs> and then you spin the back tires and it goes crossways. And I thought, great, I've led the most laps, and now I'm throwing it away. So I had to throw it hard into three and four and we, I, I, gotta say, we do race with a bunch of great drivers, uh, both men and women. Um, and, and Larry Lawson at Sunset Speedway raced me so clean in three and four. Um, and then we drag race to the line. I think I beat him by 23 one hundredths of a second. Wow. It was that close. And, uh, Jason Semple at, uh, at Peterborough, you know, he was, he, he saw me on the inside, didn't try to cut me down or do anything. And, and gave me the lane once I was there. So yeah, it was uh it, it's a real pleasure to race with the the drivers that we race with. As a matter of fact, at uh, Frostfest in in Flamborough, I mean, there was four of us at the front of the field with Nick Spies in in the mix and my brother Mike was there too and uh everybody was just back and forth and changing positions and nobody ever touched. So that's that's the joy about racing in the in the club for sure
3: well and there's no doubt the outlaw midgets put on a show it is not uh, uncharacteristic to see one of these cars get over on their lid do flips and flies and stuff like that uh did it happen to you have you been on your lid if you're in a midget it probably has
7: touch wood it hasn't (laughs) i've been on my lid a couple of times back in my go-karting days when i was a kid but uh, they say when you age, you get a cage, and yeah. uh, so thankfully, I haven't had to test the structural integrity of this one uh but yeah, unfortunately I mean it is open wheel racing, and that's this one of the dangers uh that comes with with open wheel racing, and uh you know it doesn't take much, and you touch wheels, and all of a sudden you're going for a going for a fly, but well, uh, even turn yeah,
3: sideways, they hook up in away they go, right
7: they do because they have so much left side weight i mean we've got the engine way out on the right hand side and that's just to essentially balance the vehicle and that's that's a design by uh, mike westwood he he designed most of these cars um and uh so he wanted to sort of balance off the driver's weight so he put a lot of the the engine weight on the on the right hand side and uh, but yeah if you do spin that left side will dig in and over on your side you'll go
3: yeah and sometimes it's not just over once it's over multiple times no. and away you go uh there's been quite a few outlaw midgets and it seems like the class is on the grow is it
7: it is um yeah last year we had uh and last year was tough because coming out of covid um numbers were down pretty much across the board but uh, this year we saw our numbers grow i mean we had 16 17 cars in some of the race peterborough was one of the Examples where we saw 16 take the, uh, take the green in that race. So yeah, there's good positive forward momentum. Uh, we're always looking for, for new drivers, new faces to join the series. I mean, the cars are so inexpensive to, um, to campaign each and every week. I mean, tires are, they're small tires. So you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to put tires on them. Uh, fuel, you know, it, fuel is fuel. So you, you got to put gas in the thing. Uh, some people use race gas some some people are just using high test pump gas i was just it's gonna say engine. i
3: was gonna say are you putting race fuel in it do you need the compression or the octane uh to run these motors or is it just 94 at the pump
7: you can get 94 some of them swear some people swear by just i need to run my 94 now some engines are completely bone stock inside as well which is uh the the rules surrounding engines um they were pretty open for a while, so you could do a lot of porting and polishing, uh, much like the CSRA guys used to do in the, in the mod sleds and things like that. Um, so, for example, my brother has has an engine um, that that has been built in the past, but uh, you know, uh, others. My my dad has built my engine, so and they they compete equally with each other, and that's that's the beauty of it too. So.
3: Oh, that's cool. When you can get that kind of parody. And uh, the racing that I've seen the Outlaw Midgets do uh, is really cool to see. Uh, Always cool to see. We're with Dave Bradley tonight. He is uh, the winner at Peterborough Speedway. Ends up with three victories. But his brother ends up with the championship, his brother Mike. So it was a good year to be uh, Bradley Brothers in Outlaw Midgets. Where would you finish in the points, David?
7: Oh, I think I finished about... Eight. I missed so many races, uh, over the course of just my, my work with TSN and the NASCAR Pinty series kept me away for, uh, for a lot of races. Unfortunately, I'd love to make a run at the championship one of these years, but, uh, I don't see that happening in in the near future. As long as they welcome me back, uh, to work with the Pinty series and, and do some other things too. I did the drive fest, uh, this year with that group. So that was a lot of fun to do. And, uh, Stuff like that takes me away from the track. So I think, yeah, I think I finished up eighth or ninth in the points, which, you know what? It's, it, I find, and I've raced for points in the past. And sometimes when you miss a couple races and then you're just going out to chase checkers, that's the most fun because there's no pressure and you just don't care about that, you know, I need to get those two extra spots because the person is finishing ahead of me and all of that pressure. It's just, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run as fast as I can.
3: Well, Junior Hanley's son, Jeff Hanley, we watched him in a super late model forever here in the province of Ontario, purposely would not go to race number one in the series. He didn't want to be part of the points and he knew if he went out there and won race number one, that was going to sow his seed for the year and he'd have to make every show. If he avoided race number one took him under the points and he just concentrated on the wins. And Jeff himself told me that a number of times. I said, How come you miss race one? He goes, You know me. I don't want to be the points guy.
7: Yeah, and it's not a bad thing. It's I, I I think there's something to be said for that. People get wrapped up in those points and they they nickel and dime and you know, you could be friendly in the pits and then all of a sudden you're racing for points and nobody wants to talk to each other. <laughs> and so yeah, we've seen that in the past too. Um but yeah, I that's I just kind of like this barnstorming attitude where I go and show up and go racing.
3: Yeah, and you do an awesome job at it. Hey, can I get you to hang out for a couple minutes? I got to hit a quick break, but I'd love to continue this conversation. We got to talk about Pindy's, too, while we got the man with us.
7: Absolutely. My pleasure. Okay, we're going to step
3: out, take a quick break. Dave Bradley with us on the other side. Stay right there. You won't miss a moment.
1: This is Mark from Racing
6: Creator, and we're listening to Race Time Radio in Nova Scotia.
1: 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever
0: lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence,
1: here at any time with the SXM app. Just search NBA Radio. A man on the fly.
5: Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel.
1: Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences,
5: collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show.
1: Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans.
3: It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, quick, quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quickwick Firestarters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter.
5: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indy Ganesh, Nova Scotia. I want my
0: If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place maybe a few channels up or a few channels down you'll find it but this is race time radio on sirius xm 167 canada talks and now back with your host joe chisholm
3: And welcome back one and all to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks uh, and on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, just as you're going to sit down and shovel. Uh, Welcome aboard. We are with Dave Bradley tonight. Of course, we all know Dave Bradley from all the TSN broadcasts of the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, he's been part of the series since uh, since I think it began here in Canada and back into even the Cascar days. Uh, but he's also an accomplished race car driver in segment one. We talked about all of those victories this year. And a uh, winner of ACC, the 30th edition, uh, with his Outlaw Sprint car. But I think now it's time, David, that we got to talk to the, the NASCAR Pendy Series. What a year this has been. Couple on the dirt been across the country what's your take how did you like series 2023
7: it was it was great once again i mean um it was almost unbelievable the dominance of the 20 car of Treyton lapsovich he, he never had an off day and even when you thought he may have an off day uh, uh edmonton was one of them in the pace laps the car just died on him Uh, They managed to get it fixed. He got back out. I think he lost the lap at one point in that race, gained it back, and he finished in the top five. So that just gives you an idea of how good of a season it was for Trayton Lapsovich and that 20 team by comparison. And we did the stats, the 96 of Mark Antoine Cameron, he had better stats this year than he did in the year. He won the championship last year and he fell short. He finished second. So, Uh, It just gives you an idea how dominant that 20 car was. And that, to me, was the biggest shock of 2023. But you know what? There was great racing uh, throughout the field. So it wasn't just the 20. It wasn't just the 96 that you were focused on. I mean, Alex Tagliani had a great run at the Honda Indy Toronto. You saw Alex Gannett team up with the uh, Team 3 Red this year. And uh, he had some great runs, especially early in the season. But, yeah, it was... uh, There was some surprises and then surprises the other way, too. I was shocked to see Andrew Ranger have as much bad luck as he did in that 27 car. Um, And it's just so unfortunate. Any which way they could lose a race, they found it. And it was just some of the smallest parts and pieces that would break on that car or just bad luck. Um, and unfortunate situations for that 2017. But all in all, I thought it was, it was a great year, great crowds at, uh, at most of the facilities we stopped at, uh, right across the country. So yeah, looking forward to next year for sure.
3: Yeah. I couldn't believe it myself. I'd get the text from Joe Jr., of course, spotting for Andrew Ranger, and, uh, I would see all these dots and dashes and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, they couldn't believe the luck that those guys were having, no. uh, when it looked like they were going to go do it, ba boom, something would happen. Something uncharacteristic would happen. But, uh, you know, you take a look at DJ Kennington, uh, really yeah. on a bounce back year. I think DJ did a really good job this year in, uh, you know, the road to recovery, so to speak.
7: Yeah. He had a great year too. Um, and again, he was another driver that was snake bitten by some bad luck in the early going. Um, he had uh, rocks go through the screen Through the radiator Knock off a radiator hose And then uh, they would have to change that out Or they didn't notice it in time And the engine overheats and ends up expiring So yeah, it was it was sort of like that For DJ Kennington But man, when he would string together a run He was always at the front And it was good to see that Castor edge dodge Back up at the front uh, On a consistent basis When he didn't have that luck Sort of nipping at his heels
3: I can't wait to see what Doug Gonder and the rest of the crew come up with for a 2024 schedule. And with any luck, David, we get to see that sooner rather than later uh, to get it out as soon as possible. I think it'd be a huge benefit for absolutely everything. And I know that's their goal is to do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're working with all these different places and personalities and everything else. It's got to be a tough job honing all that in to finally put pen to paper saying there it is. But, uh, hey, bud, I have got to commend you. Um, I, I I was tuned in to the online broadcast on uh, on Flow Racing, and uh, I look back to GP3R, and Dave Bradley, you were the only guy in that booth calling that race. You called that thing solo, and I'm telling you what, brother, I cannot believe <laughs> what you did and how professional that was. You, Dave Bradley, Took the cake. I'm telling you right now, you are Canada's number one announcer. You have oh. to be. You did an amazing job with that
7: show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great weekend of racing. I love GP3R. It's one of those uh, events that you circle on your racing calendar. And uh, and I knew it was coming up. I knew I would have to do the stream. I not only did the Pinty stream, I did all of the other English streams over the course <laughs> of the weekend, too, of every series. Uh, Todd Lewis would come up and help me when he had the moment uh, and come in, and sit down with me and, and call some Formula 1600 series races or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the Pinty series, obviously Todd's off doing his TV duties and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was me, but I had a lot of notes and obviously I get to fall back on the, the series that I've seen up until that point. So I could use that as reference, but it's, it's a lot of fun It and that's it's not work for me. You know what I mean? It's still fun. It's still fun to talk about the series and uh, and, and bring all of the excitement to people who are tuning in.
3: But you could tell that you enjoyed it. Uh, and I'll tell you the reason why. There was useful information in everything throughout the course of that broadcast. You didn't repeat a loop of uh, stuff that was just, uh, let's call it time filler, because that's what we have to do every now and then. There was no time filler. The information you were passing out was actually right on the money. Uh, I was tuned in and entertained, and I was literally blown away because I know how hard that is to do. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's tough. And you could tell that you are not only a great announcer, but you are definitely a huge race fan as well as uh, part of the integral part of that series uh, that needs to be there. Dave Bradley, you're number one in my books. And I know no. <laughs> that's the case uh, right across the board. Todd Lewis is awesome. But he's only good for that two-minute interview once an hour. We need Todd more often.
7: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I like working with Todd. I have worked with him uh, a number of different other places too, outside of the Pinty Series. And yeah, he's he's a gem to work with for sure. Yeah, you want to believe. As are Adam and Clinton. They're they're oh, they're yeah. good to work with too. I've done uh, you know shows with Adam. I, I I think we've almost done 200 shows together because we crossed over the 200 uh, race plateau in the Pinty Series. So started with Billy Rouse. Um, and then I missed a couple because I changed real jobs, as I like to call it, jobs right. outside of racing. Um, but then Adam came on board the next year and we've been working uh, together ever since. And it, it's a great partnership because now we can go into the studio and record a race and it's, you know, it, it, it just clicks off. It's very smooth. We sort of know what each other are going to do.
3: Yeah, you know what the the hour's going to bring, and you can talk about stuff that's relevant to what the viewer is looking at, and that's always the key. Uh, Dave, you're a morning man in Toronto on radio. What channel are you on? AM640.
7: 640. 640 Toronto is the... uh the station I on, I'm on, and yeah, do the morning news every weekday morning. So my alarm goes off at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, wow.
3: Right, we're, <laughs> we're cutting into bedtime now, right? you gotta get, uh, you got to get some lugs. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, busy times for you. Uh, is it going to be another schedule for you in the Outlaw Midget next year? Uh, do you aspire to change divisions or do anything else other than the Outlaw Midget? Or Are you quite comfortable doing that?
7: Pretty comfortable doing that, um, the whole family's involved with the club. My brother's on the board, my dad's on the board uh, we have the two cars in the shop uh they're not for sale. I mean nobody's come up and offered us a, a lot of money yet for those uh for those cars so uh, uh until somebody does then then we'll keep back at it next year with the with the outlaw engine as much as we can. Um, you know, balancing family life and, uh, and in work life as well. So it, it is still fun to get out. The playoff season is a lot of fun to get and be a part of because the races are so big and the crowds are big. And that's, uh, the sort of buzz that surrounds those races is where it's at. But, um, yeah, no, no real plans to, to move outside of what we're doing. It, it just takes a lot more, a lot more time, uh, invested too. So I think we're, we're pretty happy with where we're at right now. And I love racing with the Outlaw Midgets. Well, you got to love
3: it when you're having fun doing something and you have success. But, uh, hey, look, Mike, brother Mike, he's got the championship. You haven't got one of them yet, do you?
7: <laughs> no, I won a championship in karting way back in the day, but uh, I have never won one in the Outlaw Midgets. So, yeah, and that's like that's taken him years and years to put together that run. It's just been it's it's been tough uh and it's not easy to win a championship in in any circle so yeah for him to do that this year i'm super proud of him um he did a great job and and balancing working on not only his car but my car preparing that one too so yeah, he's uh, he's been a busy man over the course of the summer, and uh, it, it's really nice to see him come home with that championship trophy.
3: Well, I know we've got Mike coming up next week here on the show. we got the winner of the race on, but, hey, we've got the champions all coming in next week, and uh, we know Mike Bradley is going to be part of that. i got to get a hold of Mike and queue it up with him, but uh, hopefully we can get the 53 car on here with us. Uh, how many wins did Michael have?
7: He had four this year. Oh, so he even one um, four, upped you five, there. Actually, he upped think, you on think, that too. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we did really well. We took home a lot of hardware uh, because if he was winning, then I was probably on the podium too. So, um, or or if I was winning, he was on the podium. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good year for the 15 and 53 for sure.
3: Yeah, too much fun. Uh, so I guess we still have the NASCAR wrap up to look forward to. Is that coming down the pipe? Will you be part of that? Do you think?
7: Uh, yeah, just, uh, it's coming down probably in the next few weeks. So I'll be, uh, I'm not voicing the, the overall show. Uh, Dave Moody usually takes care of that one. Um, but, but yeah, you can hear all my calls scattered throughout the race, but uh, Joel does a great job putting that together. And I know it's a lot of work because you have to go and get the, the exit interviews with all the drivers too and say, you know, what were you thinking in this race and what were you doing here? Uh, So, yeah, it's a fun one to watch for sure.
3: Well, and a lot of work goes into it. You're right. Joel does a phenomenal job with everything we get a chance to see on TSN. Dave Bradley, you are the man. Uh, Congratulations on the win and the success this year. And uh, congratulations on everything you do. I know I look forward to catching up with you again. And we're going to do a better job on Race Time Radio with the Outlaw Midgets. Uh, we're not just going to get the winner and the champ on. We'll do a better job uh, throughout the course of the year and get some more attention drawn to what is a Dynamite series to watch. And you guys are all part of it. Thanks so much for everything tonight.
7: I appreciate you having me on, Joe. We'll talk to you soon, for sure.
3: You want to believe it. Dave Bradley, uh, you can count on him. Uh, Awesome driver, awesome announcer, and uh, we we love everything that the guys are doing. Uh, But his brother Mike did one-up him this year, so we'll give Michael the microphone next week and see uh, what what we uh, can squeeze out of Mike. Uh, we look forward to it. But that is going to do it for us tonight, live on Race Time. I've got to thank Susie Q right here in the studio for getting all the graphics done and getting us all hooked up with everybody. I've got to thank uh, Eddie and uh, Mike and everybody back in Toronto at Rev TV Canada. And, of course, Scotty and all the guys at Sirius XM, steel over at Performance Motorsport Network. Andy, we got to thank you for tuning in each and every week like you do here on Race Time Radio Joe Jr. is going to heal up, hopefully be in the studio next week. And uh, we can bug him about, we'll call him one wing. What do you say we do that? And uh, hopefully he gets healed up real quick. And he can join us back here. We've got lots of champions from across the country that are all going to start rolling into race time. And uh, we'll bring them to you all live on Race Time Radio. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe this week. And uh, we'll catch you next week right here all live on Racetime Time Radio. Have a good one. down.
0: White flag is one to go. No pressure from behind, Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio.
1: Come on now, dig, dig, dig.
0: Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fans. Excellent,
1: buddy. Excellent.